So let us get started with this episode of Star Trek Reliant. Who wants to do the intro? Oh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Start again. in the middle of doing <laughs> the intro. <laughs> this will still be our intro. We are not cutting this bit, too. We are just going to keep rolling. So Remember, everyone, in... we're well-paid professionals. Yes, we are, we are paid, paid in your kudos. Wait, you get paid? We don't talk about the payment structure here. I mean, I get 90 So anyway... So, anyway, tonight we're going to have a episode of Star Trek Reliant, including the regular cast of misfits uh, that assemble to bring this podcast to you. Let us start with our security officer and pirates named Chorog, played by JB. Oh, I am Chorog the Pirate, resident ne'er-do-well, troublemaker, and tardigrade wrangler. And also, we have the ship's chief medical officer, Dr. Eli O'Connor. I'm a doctor, not the kind that flies around in a blue box. After that, we have our con officer, Lieutenant Kara Junrani, played by Jarlin. Sit on it and rotate, sir. We also have our chief engineer, Rick Tier, played by Bezag. Uh, greetings and salutations, my dear friends. Engineering is going smoothly, and so will the ship. And we also have our uh, counselor slash chaplain of our All Faith Chapel, Waitley, played by Gr- uh, <laughs> played by Grumpy Old Nord. I almost said Grimnir. Well, they're interchangeable. There, there's a fine distinction between the fictional character and the person who plays them. Some even say they are both the same person, yet they have never been seen in the same room at the same time. We, we have to test that. And, of course, <laughs> I am Duncan Idaho. I play Marcus Graves, Seth Jigoro, and various tardigrades. And the captain has grown very, very resistant to everything that Kara does. Yes, yes, at this point. It is just basically, there is a white noise of quiet and entertaining insubordination. <laughs> so anyway, the crew finds themselves on a routine exploration mission cataloging gaseous anomalies. However, a distressed call has put the crew on not any kind of major duty rotation, but we are also helping out a stranded Ferengi vessel while we are completing our assignment. So, engineering teams are working on that, and the Duncan, we lost you. Oh, you did? Yep. You were mid-sentence, okay. and then all of a sudden cut out. <laughs> yeah, the internet's been spotty here, so let's also, I'm going to basically say, let's throw this over to someone else to do the major DMing tonight. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, Grimnir, if you want to uh, run with us uh, once I get everything set up here. All right. Um, but yeah, so tonight are basically everyone's uh, on their usual exploration tour or exploration assignments, regular duty, and just generally enjoying some downtime. Any initial scenes that people want to set up? Zoom in on the bridge. Kara's looking bored behind her console. 
So let me get this straight. First, they send us out to study space farts, and now we're basically the cosmic version of AAA. In the background at her security station on the bridge, uh, Ensign Shepard just kind of glances over and stifles a chuckle. Man, I did not see this shit on the recruiting posters. She looks over. Wait, there were recruitment posters? Oh, yeah. You know, big splashy things they put up on public buildings. She stands up and gestures for emphasis. See the universe. Help out your fellow sentients. You know, but, you know, they never mentioned that helping out your fellow sentients often required, you know, jump-starting people who overclock their engines and studying space farts. She sits Eli, back down. Eli speaks up from the first officer's chair. I didn't even need a recruitment poster. I'm down for space farts. Studying them. I was shanghaied. That is the captain from his chair. The look on Shepard's face right now is in, indescribable with just how hard she is trying not to laugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Ferengi vessel, uh, Rick Tier is uh, leading a few of his engineering team just to uh, uh, just to get things going. Um, we'll start by doing just Resetting and trying to get get the uh, en- the engines back into uh, this more standard configuration, let's say. Rick here. Uh, how, how many people would you say uh, you you have with you on your team? Uh, say about three or four. Okay. Uh, one of them pipes up and says, sir, could you come look at this? And he's, he's holding a, a, a tricorder in his hand. He, uh, he holds it out to you and, uh, you know, he's, he's going through the readings and, uh, you notice that, um, the, the reason for their engine difficulties is pretty, uh, hard to find, but th- this guy kind of, uh, give me a name. Uh, what, what's a good, you know, uh, crewman level, uh, engineer name. Um, let's go with, uh, Jason Templeton. All right. Truman Templeton, uh, he, he doesn't really have much of a reputation on the ship. He's fairly new. He was transferred from the last, uh, stopover in Starbase. He's still getting we used frightened to, uh, the last guy away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he holds the tricorder out and, uh, you, you don't really make it out right away. And he's just kind of looking at you like he's expecting you to see it. And he just goes, <clears throat> the third line, sir. And uh, when you look at it, uh, it's it becomes almost immediately obvious that uh, in uh, insert techno babble here that uh, within some of the uh, the warp uh, modifications they've made to the engine, there is latinum, like actual latinum in the intermix chamber. It's only a trace amount that wouldn't immediately show up, but uh, yeah, it's there. And apparently it's restricting the balance of the thermionic conversion grid. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, looks like, yes, I, I can see it. The, I've no idea how it got in there. Um, so what's the Ferengi's name? 
Uh, we'll call him. Uh, ooh, we'll call him Hadron. Uh, Hadron, we're uh, just detected some platinum in the intermix chamber. That's uh, in, in interfering with your um, inter uh, antimatter reactions here. He uh, he quirks an eyebrow and says, "Well, of course, it makes us go faster." This packlet I met back at uh, oh crap, what's the uh, this packlet I met back at Drozana Station taught me this trick. Flashback to Drozana Station. It makes the ship go when you put money in it. Uh, can I, I mean, can, I yeah. What do you, when he told me this, I thought this has got to be crazy, but I ran it by my team of engineers and they did the math and I'll be damned. It works. Uh, well, until Richard now, he's just not going to take their word for it. He's going to do the math himself. Uh, give me a reason. And, uh, what is it? Engineering? Engineering. Uh, I need to look, I get my character sheet open on the drive. It is time to access the drive. I'm glad somebody mentioned that so that I don't have to feel like, you know, oh, well, I'm just telling everybody now that I didn't have it open. <laughs> <laughs> so, Again, paid professionals here, folks. Yeah, about that. <laughs> well, I mean, 90% of zeros is still 90%, okay? Um... <laughs> Okay, so it is what I thought it was. Um, uh, technically, I'm not counting myself as having a focus. Why did I do that? I did not do that right at all. Hey, I don't know why I do what I do. I definitely can't do what, you know, figure out why you do what you do. <laughs> all right, there we go. Two successes. All right, so you you insert the uh, the data in, and it comes back right away that introducing uh, even trace elements of latinum into a uh, antimatter intermix chamber would basically cause it to yes, it would get a speed boost for a short while, but it'd basically be like putting sugar in a gasoline tank. Well, they're, they're not uh, incorrect in saying that it gives you a speed boost, but it dramatically reduces the longevity of your drive, and I would not recommend uh, applying this uh, latinum um, boost, shall we say, to future engines. Hadron, uh, Hadron looks at the, uh, the tricorder and the pad and everything, and he's like, what? No, this can't be right. Did that pack lead lie to me? Quirk, get on this. We have to... Uh, he stops. He looks back at you guys. Oh, yeah, Starfleet. Um, hold that. Hold that thought. Uh, how much to get Meanwhile, it fixed? Meanwhile, back at Drazana Station. Heh, idiot Ferengi. Pay me for stupid advice. <laughs> I mean, technically is not incorrect. He just left out some crucial information about oh, maintenance and viability long term. 
Well, how much to get it fixed? I've got a shipment to deliver. Well, uh, we, Rick Tisbell, we're going to have to do a full clean out of the intermix chambers. We're going to have to engage safeties to ensure that no reactions, nothing is injected into there. We're going to have to clean out the injectors. We're going to have to just sort of flood the system. But uh, fortunately, we are a Starfleet vessel and um, there is no charge. Oh, phew. Thank you. That is that is news to my lobes. You know what they say. Uh, real quick, though. Can you, uh, can you recover any of that latinum that's left over? And we go back to the bridge. So, we're, we're still not allowed to drink on the bridge, right? See, and why do you think Grimner never comes on the bridge? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not allowed to drink. Yeah, same for Chorok. That's why he never goes on the bridge. Definitely. I think anybody would notice if I just started playing video games on this console. And that one's playing Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> Grave says, mm, yeah, right now we should probably keep our... Uh, what's about us? And, I don't know. <laughs> Try to make the most of the situation. Uh can't say we're getting any more data from reprocessing the anomalies, correct? That's standard. Nothing, nothing's triggering the sensors. No Omega alerts, nothing fancy. It's just standard run-of-the-mill anomaly. Oh, it's a gas that we've never seen before. We'll send this back to uh, Starfleet for full analysis, but it looks to be insert technobabble here. Rift size says, well, I'm liable to authorize shortly for whoever wants uh, wants it. You can probably run a little bit light on the crew for right now. What sure? Uh, correct, correction, just leave. <laughs> I mean, the holodeck counts as a shore, doesn't it? Yeah, you can program shores in there. I'm not going over to the Ferengi vessel. They'd probably charge me just for the pleasure. Well, if anyone's feeling adventurous enough, I'm sure they have some trade goods over that way. And it's about this time you hear uh, Rick T to Reliant. Reliant here. Uh, it seems um, this uh, we have we don't have a lot of damage per se, but. Um, uh, there was an additive that uh, the Ferengi mixed into the intermix chamber that has um, severely reduced the longevity and the power that they can derive from the um, antimatter matter reaction. So it looks like we're going to have to do a thorough clean and reset of all the the intermix chamber and all related systems. Understood. How long are we looking at? Mm, probably about a day. There's it does wait. You know, I'm not a science officer, 
But I bet we'd get a lot of useful information if we piped one of those space farts into their warp core. Um, potentially? How? Well, basically put it this way. I don't want to gather any information on a Ferengi's warp core uh, breach. So let's play this a little bit less expeditiously. Um... Based on what he said, they're already shoving latinum in there. How much longer could they have? Well, longer if we actually fix it up correctly. So, Rick, you've got full authorization to use ship resources to repair the Ferengi vessel. Let us know if there are any complications or other mishaps. Yes, I have not. Meanwhile, I'm going to research whether or not you can recover latinum floating in space. I, I think you can. Should be easy. Well, uh, Rick is going to start um, uh, with, uh, he's not a metallurgist, but uh, he would try and, he would start with just getting the latinum out of the system and in, contained into whatever he can contain it with. Okay, I, I'm not even going to make a roll for that. That's just, yeah, standard uh uh, transporter scrubbing and you know fine fine tuning the uh, the filters and yeah like I said it's it's easy work it's just time consuming. Well, Ben, if, I if, do wonder if Star Trek Adventures ever has the take a twenty rule for it's like you basically have as long as you need to get this done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, was, uh, what I was gonna say is, Rick. Honestly, if he wanted to, he could uh, delegate this task to the the crewmen and the uh, the, the the junior officers and uh, absolve himself from having to uh, basically babysit people who are perfectly competent to do this. Yeah, now that he he knows, he, he's gotten um like now that he he he's seen the new guy in action that he actually pointed out the latinum. Um, all right, I will be, it seems to be have everything in order here. I will be returning back to the Reliant, but I'll, if there is anything you need, just let me know and I will arrange it from there. Uh, I will be checking you in about in a couple of hours time to see how you're progressing. Templeton nods and says, aye, aye, sir. We've got it here. And with a brief moment of just sort of surveying the scene, uh, he um, will inform the Ferengi that, you know, the the ensigns and crewmen have got under control, that he can contact the Reliant if any further needs in the engineering or otherwise arise. Okay. Uh, Hadron, uh, you know, he nods and says, okay, this, this is great. Thank you so much. Uh, real quick, how much, uh, does it cost to hail you guys? Um, I, I am somewhat familiar with Ferengi culture, but this is, um, the Federation does not charge for, uh, basic services. His, his eyes widen, his lobes perk up. He's like, Good to know. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll uh, we'll cut to Chorog. What's Chorog doing? Chorog is messing around in his quarters, getting himself uh, ready for a shift. 
So all of a sudden you hear is a rather loud bang, thud, and crash. He drops the tools that he has. He goes, pokes his head around a corner. All of a sudden he sees one of his prized skulls scampering off. What the? He goes, he goes to investigate. Skipper had found his way in, on her way into his quarters via an air shaft and is now wearing one of his prized skulls as a helmet and is running off. Skipper, come back here with that. Don't break it. As he stumbles over a bunch of stuff on the floor that uh, Skipper had knocked, knocked off the shelf when she tumbled into his quarters. And and Skipper being typical Skipper is uh, completely ignoring and giggling as, as she continues running away. Someone needs to voice Skipper. Oh, oh God. Well, like I said, she, she's right. giggling and running. <laughs> okay. Skipper oh, away! Wait, wait, is Skipper a she or a he? Because now she, I have conflicting. She. she. I, I don't have more Fox tonight, so. Oh, okay. I have to do the voices myself. That's fine. <laughs> you do it better than I do. <laughs> that's, that's why I was just like, Daddy she giggles great. and runs away. <laughs> Daddy great. I'm he. I've hat. Good hat. Good hat, right? Yeah. I go show others. Skipper, don't break that. It's dangerous. Skipper continues running. Don't break that. It's dangerous. Did he seal an evil spirit in that skull? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Knowing Shorog, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure if that was a joke or an honest question, to be honest. It's a ceremonial skull that he acquired via other means. He stole it. He stole it. <laughs> I love that clarification at the end. <laughs> I'm not sure how many ways you can really legally acquire a skull. Yeah, an hour? I have a friend that wants to leave a, a musician a skull in their will. Like their own skull. And there said, you go. And said skull has very sharp pointy fangs sticking out of the front of it, as well as a row of very sharp Spikes running down the center line of the skull. It's, uh, yeah, this is, this is dangerous. The little tardigrade continues running. To be fair, she's in the safest place possible right now. She's inside the skull. <laughs> so Skipper continues running down the hall, just calling, Yay! Tardigrade, tardigrade, sneak, 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 sneak. Several crewmen lurch out of the way as basically something sharp and pointy runs through the hall. I'm a monster. I'm dying laughing at this visual. I'm sorry. Jorog <laughs> has uh, managed to pick himself up and is running frantically after Skipper, passing oh, several oh. spook crewmen. Who dive out of the way again. 
What? Which way did she go? Have you seen a? Did you see, did you see a bouncing skull from up through here? They all um, just point wordlessly. Yeah. Uh, Skipper sees the door for ten forward, or sorry, uh, Club Forty Two. Dashes through, and then tries to leap and give Grimnir a hug. Uh, right. Grimnir's behind the bar. He's you know usual spot. You know, polishing a mug, just kind of looking around. He sees this uh, small scold entity come running in, and he he drops the mug. His eyes widen. He shouts, "By the nine! And he goes and reaches under the bar and pulls out a sword. And he says, "Come at me, you foul beast!" <laughs> and Skipper goes in for the hug. Grimdir <laughs> falls over with Skipper on top of him. Oh, I was expecting this to be batter up. I was going to figure we might get a flying tardigrade. <laughs> oh, we should roll for this. We should roll for this. Um. Uh. So Grimnir, uh, let's say your target is fourteen. Uh. Critical one. I'm going to spend four th uh, five threat. So uh, complication range of 15. Okay. You said 14, 1, 15? Yep. One success, one complication. <laughs> and, then, and from the giggle, I know that's exactly what he wanted to have happen. <laughs> so... Uh, he takes a solid swing, but it doesn't do much to deflect the weight of the skull and the tardigrade piling on top of him. The surprise of this creature landing towards his throat causes uh, Grimnir to lose control of the sword, sending it flying across the room. And... Trog managed to catch up with these... Catch up, enters... Enters Club 42 only to see a sword come flying at him. <laughs> so the sword, the sword is flying out of him at a pretty, pretty decent velocity, forcing Chorog to try to take an evasive maneuver or Mark to try to Hales. catch it. So daring security roll, you need two successes to catch it or one success off of a uh, fitness security to just dodge out of the way. So was that fitness or daring? Uh, that was... Uh, hold on here, there it is. That was daring security. Chorog catches the sword. And Skipper proceeds to give Grimnir some pretty aggressive hugs before scampering off. Through the Grim other side door to Club 42. Grimner's just lying there like, uh, think uh, Fred Flintstone after he gets home from work and gets slobbered by Dino. <laughs> <laughs> Trog walks over with a sword, puts it, on, puts it on the bar, grabs a bottle of blood wine from behind the bar, and says, here, I'll trade you. As he goes running after Skipper, come back! Grimner gets up. He's like on one knee pushing himself up from the bar, from behind the bar. He just looks around and he says, Sometimes I can't make up my mind if I like this place or I don't. One bearded <laughs> guy from off the left goes, Next time use a Warhammer. He nods. <laughs> and 
They're easier to hit those round things with, yeah. So where does Skipper wind up next? So Skipper continues to run through the hulls of uh, the Reliant. Um, let's see. Skipper runs through sickbay. Oh, God. Ged watches the skull goes go by, moves over to the bio bed, opens the secret compartment, <laughs> takes out the alcohol, takes a long drink, puts the alcohol back, and shuts the compartment. After and Skipper, then he starts getting ready the medical bay because somebody's going to be in it before the end of the day. Skipper proceeds to go into the Jeffrey's tubes. By this time, Trog has found his way to sick bay, pokes his head in the door, sees Ged. Say, odd question. Did you see his skull come flying through here? Yep. Where'd it go? Into the tubes. Thanks. Whatever. Try not to get gored or, I don't know, jam the thing on your head and get it stuck or whatever you folks are going to have happen to you. So Chorog opens the hatch into the into the uh, Jeffrey's tubes and crawls in looking for tries to figure out which direction Skipper went and he hears uh No 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 Chorog Chorog I got something. So I just did a secret roll. So the secret roll is that as Skipper was uh running through the Jeffrey tubes with the giant skull on it uh her head, she passed by one of the beehives Checker was uh, Checkers was keeping in there. Oh, Managing no. to get past the beehive, but knocking it over with one success and one complication. Oh, no. Chorok hears a large buzzing sound. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chorok swiftly turns around and starts crawling the other direction before he gets swarmed by bees. You gotta roll for this. Uh, fitness security need two successes to escape unstung. have any threat yes uh spending two th uh, three threats so your complication range is 17 and you get a complication too with only one success you manage to make it Chorog manages to flail himself back out of the jeffrey's tubes and manages to leave most of the bees in the jeffrey's tubes but is now rolling around being stung by the bees on the floor of the med bay Ged sighs, goes over, opens the compartment. <laughs> and Skipper proceeds, and we can shift to somewhere else. Al Waitley is uh, oh, in his... Uh, meanwhile, Waitley is in his, uh, his quarters slash office... Uh, doing a counseling session with some random uh, junior officer. He pauses in his analysis of the person's dreams. He kind of glances up and says, Oh no. Oh no. The, uh, the, the, the officer looks at him and says, what's wrong, sir? More work. Don't worry about it. You were saying 
And then we go back to the bridge. <laughs> Graves is just reading a data pad, trying to look busy, but doing a poor job with the fact that he's just reading miscellaneous um, racing news. There's a noise from above Graves. Graves looks up. The ventilation shaft opens up and a skull with a tardigrade in it falls into his lap. Uh, Graves screams and attempts to get out of the... Uh, attempts to not get poked. Like, actually, no, he attempts to dive out of his chair just dramatically, and he totally fails at that. Basically, the skull comes down and knocks him on the head. So <laughs> now Graves has been knocked slightly silly, and Skipper is running around the bridge giggling. Captain, are you all right? Eli says from the first officer's chair, starting to get up. Graves, uh, what? Attack. Um, yes, you've been attacked, it would seem. Kara gets up from her console, watching the skull run around. Is this shit normal for other Starfleet vessels? Is this just us? I think it's just us. Skipper at this point looks... Uh, Skipper at this point uh, looks to Kara and says, Koopa Troopa attack! And lunges for her. Qua? Skipper yeah, proceeds, <laughs> proceeds to hug Kara with a bit of poking and then Kara, runs back. Kara um, attempts to drive out of the way. I had to look up what it was going to be. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, uh, Shepard has her uh, phaser train or trying to train her phaser on the uh, attacking alien, unsure of what's going on. So, this is great. Kara dives out of the way of the hug, and as Shepard tries to track the moving skull, she instead unfortunately ends up tracking Kara as she pulls the trigger. Kara falls limply to the ground, stunned. Eli still holding his hand in the air toward Shepard, like, what, what, why did you do that? And I shot Waitley once. I figure it's only fair that Shepard get one on me. <laughs> I, I still gotta react in character, though. I was telling you to hold your fire. The skipper runs towards the turbo lift door, saying, Koopa Troopa away! There's... A strange clattering noise as she dives in before the turbo lift arrives. <laughs> Skipper waits for the uh, elevator going. Door! And jives in. Just want to know who... I just want to know who introduced Skipper to video games. Probably Smarty Tardigrade. I mean, she's basically having fun playing her own little game of Among Us. <laughs> well, by, well, by this time, Trog has managed to recover enough of his senses that he activates one of the comm panels while still trying to dig stingers out of his arm. That everyone sees a, a running skull, let me know. That's mine. 
There's now, a, here's a, a question. There's a beep, and then Ensign Moon's voice comes on. Uh, yeah, it was just past the bridge. I, It just dived down the, the turbo lift. Um, good luck, man. I'm not touching this one. All right, I'll have to figure out where the turbo lift went. The turbo lift opens onto deck six, which immediately faces the airlock. The door is open, and the camera just pans out to just the long shot of the hallway. The skull, with the scuttling tardigrade underneath it, just dives straight through, dives through the airlock, and is now aboard the Ferengi ship. Oh, I was hoping for space. We could have had the... No. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, a random Ferengi crewman is uh, he, he's at some console doing something. He looks up. He looks around. Huh. Must have been the wind. Goes back to what he was doing. And it's at this point I really wish I could do the Ferengi scream. <laughs> no, that, that's coming. That's coming. Uh, so um, anyone have any scenes they want to do at this point? Well, we need to have Checkers discover his uh, disturbed uh, beehive. I mean, you go for whatever. I'm just having fun hijacking everybody else. If he lies up for it. Checkers, you know, he enters the Jeffrey's tube. He's got a cup of coffee in his hand. Crawling forward as he sips it. Adjusting his shades with his thumb. Something doesn't seem right. Seem right though. The the buzzing, it's slightly off. He knows his babies are in danger. <laughs> he reaches <laughs> he reaches the uh the hive that it had been knocked over and he looks shocked. Deborah, no <laughs> Steve. Are you in there? He looks at the hive, he's looking for the queen. <laughs> The queen is there, a little ruffled. Maybe a wing has been has been sprained. The queen looks up almost plaintively at Checkers. Force, I will avenge you. I will avenge your honor. He's able to right the hive, putting the high or uh, putting the swarm at a little bit of ease, and he can begin investigating the scene. Maybe play some hollow tapes for what happened here from the security uh, system. All right, let. Is that going to be a roll? No. I'm just thinking to myself, how much money did Starfleet spend on this new ship? If there's cameras everywhere in the Jeffries tubes, good lord! Now they're his personal cameras. They're right out of the '80s for some reason. Yes, hollow tapes. Oh, <laughs> no. So he's able to get a um, view of the cameras, which show the hive being knocked down by what seems like, in the gray, in grainy footage, a Denevian uh, spike devil. Like the slime devil, but spiky. Who would do such a thing? Put this on the ship. It's gotta be sabotage. Who would sabotage us? Get Denebian neural parasites on the ship someday. 
That'll make a great honey. The Ferengi. Of course. Who else would put that on the ship? Let's find Chorog at once. There we go. And Checkers is up. Fortunately, following that path in Jeffrey's tube puts him very close to the med bay. Chorog is still in the med bay. He's pulling the last of the stingers out of his arm. When he notices Checker's head pop through the Jeffrey's tube door. Meanwhile, Ged quickly gives him a hypo so that he stops puffing up quite so much. You, did you see what happened to Deborah? I can tell you exactly what happened to Deborah. Then do it. What's a Deborah? Deborah is the queen of the hive. Well, that hive. What? I. And there's Marianne in the third hive. Ged goes over, opens the compartment. <laughs> what happened is Skipper found her way into my quarters, managed to abscond with one of my prize. Oh, the Spike Devil. I want to get to the Spike Devil. Yeah, she took my prize Spike Devil skull and is running around wearing it like a helmet. She got into the Jeffrey's tube before I could stop her, knocked over the hive, and the hive attacked me. But where did the live one come from? I know it was the Ferengi. It's not live. Skipper's running around with a skull helmet. No, I saw one. It was on the tapes. I could show you the tapes and you'll see for yourself. Ged moves over. Both of you get out of my med bay. Come with me to the tubes. He just... <laughs> Trog pulls the very last stinger out of his arm, flicks it at Ged and crawls into the... Uh, uh, Jeffrey's tube muttering something incoherent to Nausicaan. As soon as they're both in the tube, Ged goes over and moves a medical bed in front of the opening. That's a fire hazard. I'm calling the marshal. I'm reporting you to Starfleet. <laughs> it's to keep the bees away. Beckers brings him back to the little lair that he has in the Jeffrey's tube and brings him over to a screen. Puts yeah, him those things walk away, right? Yes, Deborah's fine. As are her workers. Anyway, come see this. He puts a VCR on. There's a logo. Comstar, you know, storage media. Because you have no choice. That's canon, yes. Wait, hold on, VHS now. This is Laserdisc. It's the future. What am I talking about? The the video plays and the grainy footage of this spiky creature flashes before the screen, knocking over one of the hives and escaping into the gloom. Yep, that's Skipper. That's my that's my helmet she's wearing. Hmm. I still believe that the Ferengi had something to do with this. Ferengi may have had something to do with this. Wait. Ferengi? There's Ferengi here? What Ferengi? On a ship across. Across the void, just slightly. Can this thing get me external cameras? Um, only on the backside. That's where I the secretives are located. I want to see this ship. Everyone knows all the action's always in the rear. Becker's uh, switches through a few views. 
Zoom on the name of that ship. Um, he zooms in, but it's just very blurry. But not. But Trog has good eyes; can can just barely make out the markings of a name. No, 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 no. It, it's complete. It's a V with um checkers or equipment. He cannot make out the name of the ship. Okay. Damn, I, I need to get a name on that ship. We need to we need to get to the bridge or somewhere I can see a good clear. The observation deck. No one ever goes to the observation decks anymore. To the observation deck. I'll bring a telescope. As they arrive on the observation deck, they find Setsujigoro there with a telescope. Pecker's holding a telescope of his own. Ah, I see you have a telescope as well. Um, hi? Hello there. Uh, um, can we borrow your telescope a second? I can make my special device the dual yeah. telescope. Oh, One for each eye. Promise not to break it, though. Promise. Alright. She hesitantly takes a step away. Becker sets up his tech telescope next to it, and just so they're synced, he duct tapes them together. <laughs> Setsa is noticeably uneasy about that operation, but she doesn't say anything. All right, let's take a look. He he looks. He doesn't even take off his sunglasses. He just puts the lenses to the the ocular of the telescopes. With the telescopes, you can see on the name of the ship the gigantic bloated letter. Uh, Frankie equivalent of, well, it could be a massive part of the G, but the, the, the magnification is way too high for a ship that's just hanging off the ship's um, stern. Ah, I see. He says, just no context at all. Here, you take a look. Trog takes the twin telescope binocular device, begins scanning the Frankie ship. And now, are you going to try to piece together what the ship, the ship's name, by moving the telescope around? Yeah, he was. Trog was going to start backing up. Um. So let's say okay. So just to back up to see if that helps. Um. Just be given how awkward this equipment is. You will need to roll a control security. The complication of for um sixteen. Okay. Three successes. Charg is very delicate in moving the equipment about and is on the other side of the um the uh other side of um the viewing area. Setsa but is he visibly sees... relieved as the Nausicaan takes hold of her telescope. Rather than the human. She sees how delicate, <laughs> delicate he's being at this point. Jorog is able to see slightly more of the Ferengi letter E. Just slightly more. E. Golden Endeavor. Hadron! Nope. Nope. <laughs> Wait, did we actually name it before? 
I, I don't think oh, we that... gave the ship a name. We just okay, okay. Name. Just making sure. Just making sure. So, because I missed a little bit. So, um, you would have to roll to try to piece together the full name by moving the telescope through that field. To do that, you would need to roll a science control roll. Complication of seventeen. Hey, right. No successes. Dorog is now staring at a random piece of Ferengi hull. This is not helping. Hold on a second. Let me see again. Uh, what was the poll again, just so I can have checkers try? Science control application 17. All right. Um, crap. Where did I put his character sheet? It should be here. There it is. Science control. Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> well, see. It's it's literally just eight. Checkers was not made for science. Um, and you said seventeen. So, oh, unsuccess. You get uh the letters B E N E V. B E N E V. B E N. He's saying that out loud. Benevolent. Set says just like, um, are you guys looking at the Ferengi ship? Yes. They disturbed Deborah. Who's Deborah? She's one of the queens. Not. She looks very uncomfortable and says, do I want to know what's going on? Deborah was disturbed. Her hive knocked over. We're seeking revenge. Mm. Be careful with my telescope. We are finished with it, I believe. It is your you can you can keep mine. I have already upgraded the device. Oh, okay. Can you like unduct tape it though? Like I do want to make sure mine's, you know, safe. I I've upgraded it. Sets <laughs> of blanks. Room is silent. This is a net gain. Sets <laughs> so of just nods and says, "All right, but I mean, to find out more about the ship. I mean, it's just on the computers. Anyone's free to go Our over now. Computers. Why don't we just use the external sensors and just scan the damn ship?" We could do that. Zetsa <laughs> just looking at her telescopes. Like, please be safe. Please be safe. Checkers, give her back her telescope. She looks... She, she, she can have it. Out. It's right there. She, I said she could have it. Zetsa, she, she steps forward gingerly like, okay, 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 okay. And just takes, carefully tries to take both telescopes. Charles walks over to a nearby console. And uh, goes to do an external scan of the Ferengi ship to try to get. Oh, you don't even need to scan the ship. It's in the logs that you've parked. The ship has uh, the Reliant has parked up next to the epitome of benevolence to facilitate their repairs. 
I don't know, Charles starts going over the logs and finally finally comes across the name of the ship. Epitome of Benevolence. Hadron. Ooh, I want that Ferengi. See, I told you they had something to do with this. If you've sworn revenge on them, it only makes sense that they would do something so dastardly as disturbing Deborah. That little Tobas sold me faulty equipment. He gave me a bum deal. I want his lobes. Then you shall have them. Or Deborah. At this at this point, Rick Tier receives a report from his engineer that repairs are uh, going reasonably well, although they found, well, what appears to be more latinum poured into one of the um, isolinear chip sockets in the auxiliary uh, reactor control computer. That also needs to be replaced. Um, Rick T, this, 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 this pauses for a moment. Let's do a shipwide scan for Latinum, just to make sure that there is no other more surprises in terms of finding it. Where I'm just imagining when he does that, there's just like a wireframe model of the Frankie ship that comes up. Well, there appears to be quite a few traces of Latinum. There's some in the replicator system, particularly the captain's replicator system. Although it's debatable whether or not he placed it in or a subordinate was trying to provide him with a good omen and trying to spike his food with latinum. There is latinum in the weapon control system uh, just around one of the uh, uh, phaser coils, which could be very problematic if it was ever fired, although chances of that happening are low given the relative um, age and wear Pattern suggesting it's not been used in some time. And there's also a little bit of latinum floating around one of the coolant pods uh, below main engineering. Alright, so... So Rick T will relay that in... will relay everything to the engineer. Focus on the coolant pods and the weapons. Um... We're we're responsible for just making sure they can go again and they're safe. We don't everything else they'll have to deal with. The engineer acknowledges and proceeds to their task. As they turn, they see something in the shadows move, but aren't able to identify what. The engineer shrugs and proceeds to get on with their work. Elsewhere, back on the bridge, people are <laughs> variously getting to their feet. Graves is rubbing his head, getting some minor uh, first aid treatment while Tara is beginning to shake off the effects of the stunner. Kara gets up and leans on her seat and yawns and looks over at Mary. <sighs> that was a really good phaser nap. Thanks, Mary. She sheepishly grins and says, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed. And goes back to her station. 
both make Gra- full recoveries, Eli says. <laughs> Grave says, so what was that? Um, well, that, uh, a Koopa. A Koopa. What's a Koopa? That, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a, uh, somebody taught one of the tardigrades about video games, it would seem. Whatever it was, it was small and spiky, and it ran along after knocking you senseless. So... Oh yeah, and it giggled a lot. Tardigrade. Yep. Okay, so tardigrade with a thing on him. It was... You know which tardigrade? Um, can I try to guess based on the voice, or... Um, yeah, based on the flashes of moon, there are, tardigrades are all different colors as well. So Eli may have caught a glimpse or what color the tardigrade was. I... Wait, should I roll for this or? Um, sure. There's all a lot right. of chaos and confusion and he may have misremembered. <laughs> all right. What am I rolling? Uh, insight security. And shit. Where did I put his character sheet? There it is. Insights. Okay, that's better than checkers. Twenty eleven. Two successes. You know yeah, it's Skipper. Skipper. Grave size. Oh, all right. Try to locate Skipper. Um, tactfully remove the device she's carrying. And review security protocols specifically around access to ships, Jeffrey's tubes. Right. Well, we're not going anywhere, so I'm going to just leave before that thing comes back. Well, you know, it could be wherever you go, too. Got a point. I mean, he says he walks over to a console... And, alright, it's been seen around the ship a little bit. Because I'm seeing I have a message from Ged asking me what the hell's going on. I'll take my chances. She gets up and heads for the turbo lift. Graves nods, just returns to his chair, feeling that he might need to be on command. Eli, it's in the first officer's chair. What a week, huh? Wait, it's only Monday. Yeah. And we cut back to the Ferengi ship. Bailey, you are playing a Ferengi crew member. Okay. It is dark in this part of the ship. There are many boxes. And you hear a scrabbling sound. He, uh, he looks up. What was that? (laughs) He, uh, the Ferengi stands up from what he was doing and takes a step back. Don't, don't do anything you'll regret. I'm armed. And he pulls out a little uh, oh, Ferengi disruptor. The noise gets louder and louder. He's, he's frantically backing up like, I'll shoot. I promise. I have the lobes for it. A box falls. Ah! He, he does the Ferengi scream, which I'm not even going to pretend to try to do. <laughs> and he, he shoots at the box. In the process, he drops the, 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 the Ferengi disruptor. Oh, no! Uh, 
as the box falls, something else from behind jumps out. It looks like just teeth and spikes and small little, what are they, tentacles? They must be tentacles. Or teeth, gnashing, blue, fearsome. I hope I was far enough away from the mic when I did that. <laughs> uh, we didn't hear it. We did not hear it. <laughs> okay. I tried to do the Ferengi scrape. I backed away from the mic and apparently it was so high pitched it didn't pick up. <laughs> so the Ferengi screams, leaves the room, Skipper giggles, and then dives into one of the ventilation ducts. Get it or you'll. I was just going to say that poor Ferengi, he's just lying there, splayed on the ground, shaking. <gasps> what? Chorog <laughs> uh, and Checkers. You Chorog. know. Chorog is walking along the corridor using his tricorder, trying to scan to figure out, pick up any kind of trace of where Skipper went. And the are you on the Ferengi ship or Reliant? No, we're still on Reliant, and we're going to be heading over to the Ferengi ship in a minute. Okay, you can pick up. You can pick up no immediate sign of Skipper. They pass one of the transporter room. They pass one of the transporter bays, and Trog spites a small little chip piece of skull. Lay it. Nope, I said that, 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 that. You can find no trace of Skipper. Oh. I don't know where he went, Checkers. I, I can't pick up hide nor hair of her. What if they're no longer with us? Oh, you're kidding, right? Perhaps. Perhaps. They took one of the shuttles. They're escaping this very moment. <laughs> they know what they did. No, I don't think Skipper would take a shuttle. Ah, uh, you got a point. Hmm. Wait. They walk, they walk past the open corridor leading, or open airlock leading to the Ferengi ship. Trogs quickly turns around, looks at Checkers, looks at the airlock, looks at Checkers, says, Oh, don't tell me. Didn't know we were docked. Don't tell me she's on the Ferengi ship. Perhaps this is an opportunity we need. Do you have anything you need to get? Any supplies? I want my Latinum back from that thieving Ferengi. He sold me faulty goods. I mean, supplies here that we take over there to enact our mission. We could always use supplies. We could just take them over there and clean them out if we, can get, if we can get Skipper to scare the hell out of them long enough. We need to have a bit more tech. That's... That's theft. Pirate, remember? Yes, but I am a businessman. I cannot be... doing such things. And wait, But I think you can wait, help wait, wait. me. What if... we tell those Ferengi... We'll scare away the scary monster in exchange for some goods. I think this will work. 
I doubt the Ferengi have seen a Denebian spike demon before. And who else are they going to call? Well, certainly not the spike demon monsters. This is a good plan. Let's head over there. I'm pretty sure Skipper's causing all kinds of chaos over there. After you. So, there's, a distant there's a distant scream as they enter, and then... Yep, she's here. Just as they enter the ship, Chorog spies Hadron frantically screaming, running around. It's here, it's here! Hadron! I'll have words with you. He's here! He's here! Relax, I'm not here for your lobes. If I was here for your lobes, I'd have them already. Well, what are you here for, then? We've got enough problems. Problems, you say? I'm a reasonable maniac. How about we take care of your problems for, what say, some trade in goods? I believe my friend Checkers here can handle that transaction. Will I take care of your little pest problem? Checkers steps forward. Randolph Percival Checkers Esquire at your service. Okay, but I'll tell you the same thing I told Dan. Everything is sold as is. Or Dan. given. Dan, do you mean... I don't know, it's this crazy guy who buys a lot of stuff for us. He just slaps his name on it and resells it. Oh, discount, Dan. Yeah. Mr. Checkers, I'll leave you to this transaction. I have a demon to catch. All right. Now here, I have a proposition for you. He, he pulls just a bottle from his belt. This is ghost blood. I know what you're thinking. Ghost blood. What are you going to do with ghost? It's empty, by the way. What are you going to do with ghost blood? You're thinking that, right? I'm thinking a lot of things now. That might be among them. Now, here's what you do with ghost blood. You just pour it on yourself. Sure. Sure. It seems a bit outlandish. But think of what the ghost is going to think. It sees you covered in the blood of ghost. It is going to run. Look, I'm going to be a little honest with you here. This hasn't been a good week for me following people's advice. Silence drags on. Uh, he's just stroking his chin. A tumbleweed goes by. So can well, I put you down? A tumbleweed on this ship, no one knows. So can I put you down for 50 bottles of it? I tell you what. Come this way. He leads Checkers off to the cargo bay to make duplicitous deals. Back on Reliant. Uh, let's see. Graves and the bridge are simply waiting for the inevitable shoes to start dropping. Bryce is reviewing security protocols and trying to make the best sweep he can of the baby tardigrades. 
and the rest of the baby tardigrades are in their nursery slash classroom. Tetsu is back there having her astronomy um, lesson planning cut short by certain interruption. And she simply sighs, looking at the group, which is one tardigrade short. Kara, meanwhile, has retreated to the corner she shares with Setsa, climbed into her bunk, closed the curtain, and is desperately hoping that none of the rest of this chaos catches up to her. On the Ferengi ship, there's another scream. <laughs> Followed by more giggling and the sound of something diving into a ventilation shaft. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Rick walks into the uh, bridge. Graves looks at Rick and says, How's it going over there? Well, there's uh, more Latinum contamination in, in a number of other systems. Uh, coolant and weapons and a couple of replicator systems. So um, we won't be worrying about the replicator systems, but there is safety concerns in um, in the potential impact that the Latinum would have on the coolant and the weapon systems. So we're going to have to... So we're going to be including those in the sweep, in the cleaning up. Um, but I've got a list here that we'll, we'll forward on to Madrin once, um, once the emergency repairs are completed. Understood. Do you need to assign any more personnel? Yes, probably should. should. Uh, it is getting a much larger job than we initially anticipated. All right, and um, also assign Oakley to this task as well, um, just in case we need to have someone dive into a ventilation shaft after one of the baby tardigrades. Are we missing a tardigrade? Um, yeah, Skipper may be playing around the Frankie ship. The skull on their head. Or the yeah. skull on their head. Okay, uh, I haven't heard any reports, but, uh, okay, um, yes, I will, um, make sure to inform, um, put together a larger team and send them back with, with that rather interesting, uh, bit of intel, um. Yeah, um, oddly enough, phaser fire is probably not going to be too effective, so maybe equip some of your officers with nets. Yes, um, rather more physical restrainment probably would be best. Yep, and yeah, if you need to assign any security personnel, just let us know. All right, Bryce is technically security, but he does have a lot of... Uh, sorry, um, rewind a bit. Oakley is technically security, but he does have a lot of engineering experience as well, so... Um, I will talk to Bryce about um, getting some security stuff alongside, just with um, nets. All right, and if, if there's any problem with the Ferengi, uh, we'll send we'll send Kara over. She's good at diffusing these kinds of situations. 
um, in case they start getting jumpy. But so far, their crew hasn't contacted us. So as far as I know, they're free... Skipper hasn't messed with them too much yet. Didn't, are you sending Kamara's the best idea for that? She did really well with the Gorn. Okay, I'm just... Ferengi are, in my experience, much different from the Gorn. And in my experience, too, yes, but she's got command training and is pretty good diplomacy. Um, All right, I you know, in a pinch, but right now I don't feel too comfortable leaving this chair because who knows how far sideways this can get. Uh, just um, um, a bit of a nip, um, alert. Apparently, um, the platinum was a bit of a recommendation by a, a packlet to uh, boost their systems. And while there was a temporary boost, um, yeah, um, that's why we're currently in this situation. So... Uh, I'll let Starfleet know so they can start correcting for some misinformation on the net. Apparently by Packlid. Um but yeah, just just if Kara is going to be negotiating, she should know that uh, know the circumstances and and how um, other people were involved in this. Understood. Anything else? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I'll uh, get back to main engineering and uh, check up how the rest of the crew are going. Understood. Eli leans over to Graves. If she shoots anyone, uh, it's going to be a bit funny. Like, as long as it's stunned. Like, ha-ha funny or court-martial funny? Bit, bit full, bit of both. All right. Um, I'm just, I'm just if... saying that I'm glad you didn't told me. Graves just has a moment of, do I do it? And he says, well, if this might go sideways, I mean, having an officer to back her up would be pretty prudent. I mean, I mean there's that, but uh, you know your annual, annual physicals coming up? Mm, yes. And he just has this moment of like, I see you've one-upped and says and said, well, like, we do have a pretty reputable businessman aboard as well. One Randolph B. Checkers. Who might be someone that, you know, completing this assignment could raise your stock a little bit aboard ship projects, like the poker hall. You're fringy? That's crazy. Graves just says, "All people right." Bridges from an incoming intership communication. Bryce's voice. Uh, uh, Captain. Uh, Graves here. Uh, did we authorize a transport, sir? Uh, not to my knowledge. No. Where was it to? The Frangie ship, sir. Uh, ID on the crewman. Uh, yes, sir. Uh. Lieutenant Chorog and uh, one Sergeant Randolph P. Checkers. She's Penny, no. actually. 
Chief Petty Officer Randolph P. Checkers. All right. I I uh, all right. I want a team over there who knows how to deal with both of those. Eli, you know Checkers. I am putting you on this assignment. I'll take my annual physical. Well, it's not like... I'm more concerned about the Chorug part now. Like, Checkers, he'll... Chorug? He's, he's, got, he's a walking diplomatic nightmare with the Ferengi. Yeah, so you and Kara, both with command training, get over to the Ferengi ship. I'll All tell right. Kara, and we'll be standing by in case anything happens. I'll, I'll let her know. All right, and I'll After... just stay right in this chair. Um... Well, yeah, he taps his combat O'Connor to uh, Junrani. After a moment, her voice comes back. No. Oh, don't worry, you don't need to pilot. Um, We get to deal with the Ferengi, he says, doing like fake jazz hands, even though, you know, she can't see. Ferengi. <laughs> uh... Fine. Transporter room. Yep, meet you there. Okay. Just get my professional face on. The two are able to proceed to the transporter room? Kara heads out from her Area, having straightened her uniform, looking as professional as possible, cursing the captain quietly in her mind as she heads over to go be diplomatic. Eli meets her in the turbo lift. Ah. Be very fair, he was going to do that before the whole checkers. Oh yeah, you don't know about the checkers thing. Do I want to? Eckers and Chorag are over on the Ferengi ship. Then why aren't they taking care of this? I mean, you know how Checkers is. He's... He's going to have some kind of liquidator called on him. I know it. Well, you know, I would like to see an Eliminator up close, but I imagine most people wouldn't, so... The turbo lift continues on. Kara sighs yeah. when it gets to the floor and she steps out and walks towards the transporter room. Eli follows, also sighing. The transporter officer is able to easily recognize their moods and just simply salutes and says, Well, uh, ready to beam you two aboard. Thank you, Grumman. Energize. Grumman just nods, energizes. With Curtain of light. They are now standing in the Ferengi ship. And in the distance, there's another scream. Kara looks around. You sure we need a diplomat and not an eliminator ourselves? It's probably just Skipper. Oh, right. The bridge thing. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we're here to find Chorog and Checkers and Damage Control and maybe bring Skipper back while we're at it. Hopefully. The captain doesn't ask much, does he? Never. Especially since his physical is near. 
Kara pulls out a uh, tricorder and tries to locate Chorog and Checkers comm badges. Uh, go ahead and roll um, science uh, insight. It would be insight. Ha! Beat the odds. Two successes. You now have a very good read on where Chorog and Checkers are and can proceed there. So what are Chorog and Checkers doing? Oh, Chorog, has found it. Chorog has found his way to the Ferengi cargo hold. And it's an utter mess. And he passes a Ferengi balled up in the fetal position screaming on his way there. He looked down at the Ferengi. I take it you've seen a skull. The Frankie just is shaking like a bowl full of jelly and just points to the cargo bay. Thank you. Koopa. Troopa. Trog enters the cargo bay. It's a mess. There's cargo containers everywhere. And he sees an open hatchway into the ventilation system. Well, I know where the skipper went. Meanwhile, Checkers is in tense negotiations with uh, Hadron. Hadron? Whichever it was. Hadron. Hadron, thank you. It mostly consists of both of them trying to offer each other useless things for trade. I have one for you. Burrito juice. God. <clears throat> oh, God. Stilled from all natural burrito. You know what? No, let's just move on. Something about that already just makes my lobes itch just hearing about it. It's a delicacy. You offend me. Ooh. You have to pay the offending fee. It'll be two strips. So you're offended. So what? How dare you? And here I was about to offer you a contract for tulaberry wine. Ha! I'll believe that when I see the tulaberry wine. Seeing is believing. There's a long pause where, after comment like that, one would reveal they had a lot of tulaberry wine. I brooded myself. Ass. From fresh burrito. Double pass. Why are you still talking about that? Because it is an untapped market. You can make a fortune. Look, if you don't want it, just chuck it in the recycler like everybody else does with their trash. I drink it once a day, every day. It helps me. It's healthy. Well, I imagine it would clean out the bowels. What do you mean? You even know what a burrito is. Look, I'm a Ferengi, and I've been on this route for the past ten years, okay? I've seen just about everything. Some weirdo named Hazra came by and was offering burritos made with scorpion venom one day. So yes, I know. Bastard, he stole my gimmick. Right. Anyway. About this, all natural honey. And no, it is not burrito-related. Now you're talking my language. 
I knew you would. I sell this honey to a man that is already on the ship. He makes this the most amazing drink with it. I'm sure you'd like it. The honey uh. itself and this drink could be very profitable. Alright, so what do you want for trade? What do you have to offer? Let's hear that first. On the far end of the cargo bay. Well, I have these unbreakable tow cables you might be interested in. Hmm. Hold on a second. Oh, Hold on, so that doesn't track. Are you making those weird noises? No, oh, you... I, I, I speak with my mouth. You should see if my mouth is moving. That's not coming out of fine. I've known humans to make a lot of funny noises without moving their mouths, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, bah. Why, why is somebody talking about Mario? What's a Mario? It's about this plumber. He goes on an adventure to save the woman he loves. At oh that my God, moment, is everyone in Starfleet insane. At that moment, a, insane. at that moment, uh, there's a shadow looming above Hadron. And there's just a ferocious creature of teeth and spikes and blue above fuzz. Above or above and in front? Uh, actually, no, let's go with above and in front so Hadron can see it. Yeah! Hadron falls backwards trying to grab for the energy whip at his side. Hold on a second. This one's mine. Yes. You upset Deborah. He points so out. <laughs> <laughs> Skipper says, Go back, Chopa! You hurt Deborah's feeling. She's very upset. Go She jumps from one side to the other, uh, incidentally knocking over a crate. It falls crate towards Checkers. Funk. Trog's in the cargo bay here. There's a very loud commotion coming from Checkers' uh, direction. And just bolts towards that way. There she is. Uh, at this point, too, Eli and Kara are also able to basically hear and see Chorog run towards the cargo bay as they are proceeding in the same direction. Kara runs through the door of the cargo bay. I heard screaming. Please state the nature of the diplomatic emergency. Eli calls out, Chorog, don't do it. That is diplomatic no-no. Murder is bad. Chorog locks eyes with Hadron and sees a crate that says towing cables on the floor and has to bury his fingers into his glove to not reach out and throttle a Ferengi because he knows because he knows he got ripped on those. To be fair, he can't actually see Hadron's eyes since the Ferengi has been knocked senseless. That said, that makes it easier to maintain so-called eye contact. There is the sound of more falling boxes on the far side of the cargo bay. And more. Go back, go back. Skipper! Get Skipper. over here! Kara puts two fingers to her mouth and blows out an intensely loud, shrill whistle. Okay, everybody stop! So? Everyone is stopped. 
be careful. We're in a room full of lots of heavy boxes. Let's not knock any more of them over. Skipper? A box falls to the floor. Skipper? Eli speaks up. Hey! Ever hear of the Legend of Zelda? Hey, look looks over at uh, Checker and says, What's a Zelda? No, that was Eli that said that. That was Eli. Right. I'm sure it would work, you know, if, if you know, he's, if, if she's uh, going around, you know, screaming about Mario. Okay, let's try a different tack. Car shouts out, Who wants spores? There's a blue flash, and over immediately over them is the looming or the looming shape of the skull saying, "Spore, spore, 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 spore." Okay, but we can't feed you through the helmet. You got to take off the helmet before we can get you some spores. I got some nice peace Salvatore for you back on Reliant. Check, <sighs> Skipper, give me the skull. Goodbye. So actually, I'm going to make Kara, you're going to have to roll a uh, presence command roll to try to convince Skipper with that one. Why do you hate me, Duncan? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have this opposed roll, too, so I'll roll something for Skipper. Two successes! It does not convince Skipper. Skipper remains with the skull and says, Koopa Koopa, and flashes blue again, and they are gone. You know, that, al that almost did better than me, but... I think there's a human phrase for what you just said, Eli. I believe it's called damning with faint praise. Uh, I've actually never heard that one. Well, bless your soul. <laughs> Kara just kind of looks around. Well, can we lock down the cargo bay before she, I don't know, tips over something toxic, caustic, explosive? At Maryland. Hold on a second. I may have another idea. Oh, I guess we're going to have to go watch that puppet show all by ourselves. Could you say that in the hallway? I really don't want her back in here. I mean, if it works, it works. Then let it work in the hallway. Okay, Eli walks out to the hallway. It... Crap, what did I say again? Oh yeah, something about a puppet show that. He says it again. Okay. Uh, you need to roll Presence Command. And you need three successes. Three. Oh, why do you hate me, Duncan? <laughs> A question oft asked this evening. While this is going on, Kara politely shows Checkers and Chorog out to the hallway and starts locking down all entrances to the cargo bay so that hopefully there will be no more falling boxes. Presence command. Carry the two. 
just one success. It does not convince Skipper. Skipper is incidentally back, is still in the cargo bay, scuttles up to the unconscious Hadron, and draws a mustache on him. Giggles, and then dives into one of the ventilation ducts. And is hit by a small, you know, force field, which has popped up to seal the cargo bay. Skipper bounces off, growls, goes for it again, rolling. Bonk. Bonk, but she does not lose the skull. He growls again and spore jumps. Oh, yeah, I forgot they could do that. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Rick, your team has been appraised of the situation. And your engineers still report no contact with uh, with Skipper. Do you provide them with any other instructions? Um, let's make a Skipper trap. I mean, not that it's going to probably work. Okay, what does the Skipper trap consist of? Uh, okay, first we need some kind of bait. Um. What do tardigrades like to eat? Uh, I guess we'll get some spores. <laughs> so uh, you've got some spores. Yeah. Next, next thing is to get the helmet off. So. It's a large the skull off. What we really need here is some sort of man-portable tractor beam. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is the spore jumping. There's not much that can stop her from spore jumping, but if there's a way to remove the helmet, maybe she will stop playing Kara has an eye. Kara has an idea, but we'll let Rick finish his. So, how would you remove a particular object from someone? I'm not an engineer. Rick here is. (laughs) Um, Um, Using track technology. Oh, well, let's just, yeah, tractor beam. Yeah, I mean, that'll work. All right. Yeah, so you try to set up a small-scale tractor beam with the engineering team's assistance. You need two successes to get this to work with an engineering reason roll. Assisted by your team. So you get three D20. Okay, so first will be my engineering... Uh, control or reason? Uh, reason. You're trying to figure out how to put this together. The assembly is going to be the easy part. Okay, one, uh, two for me, and... Uh, what's my, um, what should I do? Just have it as a ship roll, or? Yeah, I'll just do it as a ship roll. Uh, so what are the ship stats? Um, Good question. Uh, let us see. Computer? Yeah, uh, computer modeling would be good here. So let's go ahead with the computer. Okay, so what's the target number? Engineering. Uh, I'm trying to bring that up. I'm trying to bring that up, but my internet's being pretty slow right now, so I'm just going to say 14. And there we go. And one from the team. 
So you earn a point of momentum and are able to build your tractor beam containment device with the spore jump bait. So you have this device and you could deploy it. You may want to contact a member of security to have someone deliver it over or try to deliver it yourself. Yeah, um, I will... Um... Well, I'll organize the uh, team, so I'll contact one of the security on the team that went with my engineers, uh, Rick Tier to Ensign uh, Grahams. The Ensign responds. Ensign here. Uh, I have um, put together a little, well, I don't want to say trap, but that's the best word for it, uh, to help remove the skull from uh, Skipper, who seems to be over there making a bit of trouble for us, for everyone. Um, um, understood, sir. Uh, so come and um, meet me at the docking bay. Uh, I will show you how it works and we can deploy it. Uh, the Ensign agrees and shortly is there to be instructed on in how to deploy it. There, yeah, there's, there's a trigger mechanism that, that, uh, that once it detects that the, the, the spores are no longer within this area. The Ensign nods, taking notes, and says, uh, yep, yeah, I should be able to deploy it's no problem, sir. Alright, uh, just just keep out of the way. Let her come to it. If there's people around it, she might be more adverse to taking the risk and ha having a bit of a nibble. The Ensign nods, takes the device, and goes to deploy it on the ship. You find a relatively secluded but still central location and tries to set it up. One success, one complication. Jensen sets it up. And at that moment, we're going to cut back to the main group. It was just in the hallway outside the cargo bay, debating what to do. All right, Tops are calm, Badge. Kara to Captain Graves. Graves here. So, um... Got an idea. Skipper can go places we can't and do a lot of things we can't. So maybe to catch a tardigrade, you need a tardigrade. I've already sent Ensign Shepard over with party tardigrade. Um, she should be arriving shortly. Okay. Thank you, sir. We may wish to enlist the others if we are able, but for now, let's just go with our volunteer. Um, I think one would be best. We don't want them all trying to play the same game on a Ferengi ship. Well, I did lock down the cargo bay, at least, so that should be safe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, any trouble with the Ferengi crew? No, no. To be honest, I haven't even seen a one since we got here. 
That might be a problem. Uh, have I'll, I'll have Ged on standby. I know. Graves out. Eli speaks up. Um, well, this is going to shit. I said it before and I say it again. I bet the Enterprise doesn't have to deal with this shit. No, no, they don't. Cut to the picture of the Enterprise F in the in the grips of a giant glowing green tentacle monster. Cut back to Reliant. I bet it'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, they get all the choice missions. Easy diplomatic stuff, probably. Just show up and give compliments and then get lauded. I'll say the car and says, yeah, these Ferengi, the Craven and Ferengi are probably all hiding out of fear. Ensign Shepard... Um, you see the group standing outside the cargo bay, and you're Deck. holding party tardigrade. Yep, she, uh, Mary is decked out in full, uh, tactical gear. She's got a Type 3 phaser rifle that looks to be, uh, customized and modified, strapped to her back. She's holding, uh, party grade in her arms, and she goes, I'm not entirely certain what I'm supposed to do with this. Do I throw it at them? Well, first, let me give you a piece of advice. Kara gestures to all of Mary's kit. All of that will not help you with that. And she points at the tardigrade. Oh, I know. This is for the Ferengi. Oh, carry on then. <laughs> Kara moves over and, you know, looks over at party tardigrade. Party, I've got a very big favor to ask you, and it might be kind of hard, but I'd like you to try for me, okay? Okay, 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 okay. What, 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 what is it? I need you to go find Smarty, or no, go find Skipper, and try to convince her to give the skull back. To be honest, I'm not worried about anything else right now. But if she'll just take that off, everything will be a lot easier, and people won't get scared and poked and things. <laughs> okay, um, Kara? You're going to have to roll command. Actually, uh, science presence to explain this process to party with a threat range of 15. <laughs> Three successes. Party nods and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do this. I do big mission. Big mission for big people. Then we have big party party yeah sure i tell you what we'll make cookies after this <gasps> cookies and just the, the the delight of this little baby tardigrade is just basking zoom Ooh. in on these shining animu eyes <laughs> <laughs> everyone feels the warmth of this little baby tardigrade as he spore jumps out think it'll work mary's standing there empty arms looks up can we have sweet rolls, too? <laughs> Hell yeah, get Grimnir in there on that. I've heard he's got a recipe. Um, a moment later... Um, actually, one quick thing. What was the exact order you gave uh, Skip uh, Party? Uh, basically, just to get him to give... To get Skipper to give the skull back. We just, we just want her to stop running around with the skull on, because it's dangerous. Okay. There's another flash of blue light, and Skipper is now standing basically almost exactly where Party Tardigrade was. 
Ara nods. It's not Skipper. Hardy's got the skull, doesn't he? <laughs> Skipper nods. Kara sighs. <laughs> Merry face palms. Mrs. Dragoro said we had to take turns, and Hardy said it was his turn, and I gave him the skull back. I tried. Sana, help me. I tried. <laughs> Uh, Skipper says, "You you want to know where Skip or uh, where Party is?" Uh, I mean, you can go ahead and tell us, but to, to be honest, he might be gone by the time we get there. But if Tardigrades well, keep running around with that skull on, somebody's going to get hurt. The captain's oh. already been knocked senseless. Oh no, that's not good. Eli whispers to Kara, "At least Party's easier to bribe." Maybe. So anyway, we just we we want to get the skull back to give it back to Chorog before somebody gets poked. Okay. Well, 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 well. This, uh, the, this, uh, party is going to be on the bridge. Okay. I got maybe an idea. Let's uh, well, let's leave the Frankie vessel first. Look, I'm I'm trying to be nice, but it smells weird over here. Yeah, it smells like slug cola. I hate slug cola. Coca-Cola is disgusting. Checker speaks up. It is horrible. Kara taps her comm badge. Uh, Crewman Reynolds, we've got five to transport. I don't usually ask for this, but if you could just transport us directly to the Reliant Bridge, please. Um, The crewman nods, and they are transported over. Kara looks around, goes over to the bridge replicator, not yet really looking for Skipper, and basically... Now, here's a quick question. Which bridge did they go to? The Reliant Bridge. Okay. Graves just looks at them. Kara again has said nothing and has gone over to the replicator. She pulls up plans for a kid's bicycle helmet and starts rapidly modifying it to be a little more silly with fins and googly eyes, and antennae. Eli, on the other hand, has gone to the opposite route of catering, getting a party popper. And she makes this little helmet, and then she goes over and just calls out quietly, Skipper! Party says, uh, or Skipper says, or wait, wait, okay, so you call that for Skipper, correct? Yeah, because I'm assuming she's on this bridge, but of course... Given the fact that you asked, I'm sure she's on the Ferengi bridge. Well, you've got Skipper, so Skipper's the tardigrade you've got. Party oh, yeah, that's why that I got the party popper. Okay, she... Rethinking this more correctly, she calls out, Party! I've got a better helmet for you. It's cooler. Skipper says... Skipper says, a Ferengi bridge. Yeah, I guess I saw that coming. <laughs> Hold on, so I have an idea. He tries using the party popper. Graves just claps. Congratulations, Times. sir. You've successfully summoned confetti. Well, I thought it would, you know, signal that a party was here and party would just appear. I don't well, know how tardigrades work. Hey, why don't you put some of that confetti on that helmet? It really... Uh, really Good idea. Up. Eli, put some on the helmet. 
Ensign Shepard is still holding Skipper. Howard turns to the captain. I'm still in charge of this, aren't I? Um, since you're holding the bicycle helmet with the googly eyes on it, I'm going to say yes. Never a more noble, you know, beacon of command there has been. She tapped the combat. Yeah, Reynolds, it's me again. I owe you, like, a beer now. Could you transport me to the Ferengi bridge, please? Uh, aye, aye, ma'am. And he offers the party popper. Kara is transported to the other bridge. The Ferengi bridge, there's a couple of unconscious member crew members there. And the sound of small scuttling. Party! I brought you a better helmet and a party popper, just cause. Uh, a spike pokes up from behind the console. Kara, you know, assuming that somehow Party perceives her from this location, holds out the helmet and shows it this way and that for him. All its bits are made of foam and covered in confetti, but it is, you know, it's got little fins on it and it's got googly eyes and some some of those antennae and, you know, all the alien creature, you know, kind of stuff. Something I'm strong bad. Um, let's see. You're going to have to roll Command Presence. <sighs> and I'm going to spend two threat. Complication of 18. How many threat have you spent on this thing? Like 12? Uh, a bunch. I get like three for person, so... He, he spent enough. <laughs> yes, spent enough. Okay, this so is the last the last play, and you convince Skipper. Well, the answer is going to be probably no, but what was the threat again? 18. So, not much. One success. Skipper, or, sorry, uh, Party nervously pokes over and says, Is it a fun helmet? Judge for yourself. Can't you see from where you are? The 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 Koopa creeps forward a little bit more, a little bit more. Kara doesn't appears to give the helmet a stiff. Kara is well aware of the futility of trying to just grab him, so she just waits. the The skull pops up. Skipper stands up and just kind of like holds both of his arms out towards the helmet. Kara hands him the helmet. Puts on the helmet, giggling. There you go, buddy. Look, it's got glow-in-the-dark stripes, too. <gasps> he is in awe. Kara goes over and picks up what has caused the second most <laughs> amount of trouble today, the skull. And she taps her comm badge. Captain... Unless I am disarmed suddenly, I believe I have the problem. Uh, all right. Um, is how's the crew over there? Unconscious, strangely enough. All right. Have Waitling Ged standing by. Uh, Eli, you get over and start some tri uh, triage protocols. Uh, we're definitely going to need some counselors uh, for this one. 
and any other uh, people with medical or uh, counselor training uh, will definitely need those. Two. Captain, I'm afraid I'll have to leave this all up to them. I have... She looks over at party. Obligations, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely swing back to the ship. I'm just giving orders up uh, around here. She kneels down and looks at party. Want to go make cookies and sweet rolls? Uh, uh, he beams again. Yay! Yay, 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 yay! Cookie, 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 cookie. She picks up the tardigrade. Eli says tardigrade. The Tardigrade does not resist, and they are able to return to the ship. Eli says to Grace, Captain, I request that anybody in need of triage be sent here. Um, our medical bay is better for it, first of all, and second off, I hate the smell of Slugacola. Alright, noted. Um, they'll certainly appreciate the free service as well. So, uh... Free? Wait, you're offering this to them for free? Yeah, we're Starfleet. I mean, when it comes to Ferengi... You gotta, you know, gotta do something. It's in the books. I know, but at the same time, I'm not really wanting to play that way today. I mean, like, basically, let's put it this way. If they want to overlook what happened with the Koopa, um, we can more or less let them have this assistance. Ah, so it's a bribe. Let's call it a bribe, yes. <laughs> All right, see, now we've, now we've done, you know, the bare minimum what protocol calls mm. <laughs> By the way, after all all right. this is done, I have one after credits scene. It's very short. And Graves taps his combat badge. Um, all right. Uh, Graves to Chaplin. Waitley here. Waitley, uh, the Ferengi crew has more or less had a comprehensive scare. We may need some of your insight to help them out. Hmm. Back yeah, in his they... back in his quarters, Waitley closes his eyes and directs his attention over to the Ferengi ship and starts doing a cursory scan to see if there's any like long-standing trauma that needs dealt with. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> And strangely, Gra none of it Cooper related. Graves, <laughs> Graves here, Waitley, give a long sigh. On my way, Captain. With that, credits. Except we <laughs> zoom in on the trap set by Jensen, designed by Rick Tier to catch tardigrades. I had it activate. With one success and one complication. And what's contained is a very large tardigrade. Hmm. Second scene after the credits. Dark interior of the cargo bay of the Ferengi ship. Audrin sighs, stands up, looks around in the darkness. Hey, what happened? He goes over to the door and tries to get out. Bonk. Hey, we locked the doors. Wait, total security lockdown. Hey, wait, I'm in here. There's a loud move from the other side of the cargo bay. <laughs> bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it.
Good game, everybody. Good game. Yeah, that went places. Cucker's <laughs> <laughs> crowning achievement is just wasting that man's time. <laughs> Let's face it, on a galactic scale, he deserves everything that's happened to him today. <laughs>